created this fantasy monster image and it's been going on for the last 12 years and I've ever had no comment and I had no uh, need to talk to the media for the simple reason that they were looking for sensationalism and they were looking for the monster. Well, it turns out you were a monster, John. Matter of fact, I think we all know that you were probably one of the biggest monsters of all time. And you don't need the media, really, to justify that. You pretty much did that yourself when you went on a reign of killing young men in the 70s, raping them, torturing them, and then hiding them in the crawl space of your fucking house. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the Last Meal Podcast brought to you by whatever it may be, hosted by me, Jay Cyrus. Today, we are eating the last meal. We are dining on the last munchies of one of the most notorious serial killers of all time. One of my least favorite people. I fucking hate this guy. John Chubby McGiggles fuck Butterstains Wayne Gacy. This guy dressed up as a clown. He had different personas as clowns. <sighs> he was a terrible tip-to-tail piece of shit. Uh, but that's, that's who we're diving into today. And his last meal, I have it here before me. A pound of strawberries. Fried chicken, fried shrimp, Diet Cola. Now, <clears throat> this is known as a surf and turf, plus strawberries and Diet Cola. Fried chicken and fried shrimp, that's a surf and turf, where I come from. As I'm biting into the chicken now, I'm, I venture to think, do bad people have bad taste? It's not that great. I love fried chicken. Uh, KFC fried chicken sometimes can be good. I'm more of a Popeye's guy, I'll be honest. Um... But, you know, food is food. You guys want to hear the crunch of this fried chicken? It's a reasonable crunch. Definitely not as crunchy as the floorboards of John Wayne Gacy's home. John Wayne Gacy spent 14 years on death row. This guy had 14 years to think about his last meal, and he decided on fried shrimp, fried chicken, strawberries, and diet cola. What's the diet for? Why not just have the regular, you know? Why not just have, you're about to die, my guy. Why not just have the regular Coke? It's a little bit sweeter. Maybe he just didn't like the sweetness. In which case, I'm like, what the fuck is up with the strawberries? Gacy was a charming guy. He became very likable. Uh, he was very undetected in this manner because of the fact that he just knew how to charm people. This guy would just charm the pants off of people. His charming started off in Waterloo, Iowa, where he originally started a family. Uh, he had two kids, and he had a wife. Uh, his children were Michael and Christine. If I'm, let me let me check my notes here. I don't want to get that fucked up. Yes, Michael and Christine, and his wife Marilyn. Uh, she, they were they they had a happy family out there. John was part of a political party. Uh, maybe they weren't so political, but he was part of an organization called the JCs, which is like the youth giving back, you know, feeling good about themselves. And, and by youth, I mean, you know, anywhere from 18 to 35. And uh, I think John was in the middle of that uh, at the time. But uh, this is uh, kind of all where it started off. Um, you know, he, he had uh, the, the evil in him then, and I think he had made attempts, but, at that time, I don't think he was murdering um, anyone. But he had, he had been so well-liked within that community uh, 
that uh, he, you know, was was going to be running for president of this this organization, and and all the while nobody really knew. I think there was like rumors that went around, but nobody really knew it was up. And there's certain things that he did that, of course, uh, you know, didn't reflect very well on him. There was an incident where uh, a guy named Steve Nemers, who was 18 in 1967, met John at a KFC. John lured him back to his house to play pool and drink alcohol. After playing pool for a few rounds, John started betting money on the games, and Nemmer's friends convinced him that uh, they should all party the day after and that he should stay at Gacy's house and then drive up to their place in the morning to party. Uh, you know, they left. Nemmer's and Gacy continued to play pool, and then John then raised the stakes of their pool games. They were no longer betting money. They were now betting sexual acts and... Nemers wanted nothing to do with it. He was like, no, nah, I'm good. I don't want that. Uh, you know, John kept acting like he was kidding. Then at one point, he pointed a gun at Nemers, telling him to take his pants off so he could do things to him. Uh, Nemers began to cry and beg and plead, please don't do this. And then John would be like, ah, I'm just kidding. I'm joking. I'm just, I like to push people to their limits, you know, see what they're going to do, which is the, that's, the weirdest shit ever. So overnight, Nemers, of course, uh, would would just stay up. And John came back into the room and tried it again. Nemers ended up crying, and then John was like, "I'm kidding. We'll go. We'll get breakfast tomorrow. We'll leave." Nemers spent the entire night sitting on the edge of the bed. They woke up the next morning. They drove to uh, Iowa. What is it? The lakes of Iowa, or something like that. Iowa Falls, to party. And on the way there, John said, if you tell anybody, I will have you killed. Nemers escaped. He survived. He got out of there. What what could have been probably John's first taste of murder, he got away. Nemers got away. He got away. He lives to this day to tell the story about how he got away. Um, But later on in his JC's career, um, he he uh, was was running for president. His campaign manager Voorhees uh, had a fifteen-year-old son, and this is where things got dicey. This is where John took it to the next level. Uh, he, he was giving the fifteen-year-old son Voorhees Jr. a ride uh, somewhere when apparently uh, Voorhees Jr. was interested in looking at some stag films back then, which John promised that he had, took him back to the house to show him, and then they proceeded to perform oral sex on each other. And then, of course, Voorhees Jr. told his dad. His dad went straight to the police. And John Wayne Gacy, of course, was arrested. He was arrested and given uh, a 10-year sentence, to that of which he only served 18 months. Which means if he would have served that full fucking 10-year sentence... A lot of lives would have been saved. And I think he should have served that whole sentence. After that, uh, of course, his wife left him. And uh, she took the kids with her, Michael and Christine. And that's when John decided to pack it up and go back down there to Chicago. Which he did. He went back to Chicago. He bought him a house. Found him a new wife. Um, She already had two children, from what I believe. So... He just picked up where he left off in a different place, started a construction company, uh, PDM. I think it was painting something maintenance. I don't fucking know. This guy makes my skin crawl. 
ultimately, he then went on a reign of killing uh, lots of young men. But before he would kill them, of course, and maybe even after he would sexually assault them. Uh, either against their will or sometimes apparently in his in his uh, story, they were they were down for it. But why would you murder them if they were down for it? I don't get it. Maybe the thrill of the kill. I don't get it. Ah, he loved diet soda. I can't say I care for it too much. Uh, John Wayne Gacy probably discovered this love for fried chicken uh, because he worked... At a KFC. And I believe, if I'm not mistaken, this KFC was actually uh, maybe owned by his previous wife. He managed KFC restaurants and maintained a family man appearance, but he was living a double life. Behind his upstanding citizen persona, Gacy had begun sexually assaulting boys, oftentimes paying them and giving them alcohol. Eventually, he was charged and convicted with the assault of the teenage boy. It served a little bit of prison time. He argued his innocence throughout the whole process and even paid a teenage, teenager to beat the victim to try to prevent him from testifying. 18 months of the 10-year sentence, his wife divorced him and his father died during this incarceration. So after that, he went back up to Chicago, got a new wife, Two new kids that uh, weren't his, but he was a stepfather of. Uh, and, and, you know, she eventually left him, too, because she eventually realized, oh, this guy's not into women. John Wayne Gacy is one of those people that will, you know, he will not claim that he's gay. He's afraid of it. I'm not gay. I just like blowing dudes. I like dudes blowing me. I'm not gay. I just like to fuck dudes and blow them. That's, that's, that was his M.O. the whole time. Every time he's in an interview, he's like, I wouldn't characterize myself as, as homosexual. I just like blowing dudes. <laughs> You're gay, bro. It's okay. Maybe if you knew how okay it was, you know, maybe if you weren't uh, so afraid of it, you wouldn't have killed a lot of people in spite of it. I think. I think. I, I truly think that, you know. Also, this motherfucker got away with so much shit. Shit that if he wasn't white, I guarantee you he wouldn't have gotten away with. And that's that's just real. That is just real. It's kind of like the situation of um, Jeffrey Dahmer, man. This kid, I think he was like a 14-year-old kid, escapes, gets a hole drilled in his head, escapes Jeffrey Dahmer's apartment, runs all around the city looking for help, Finds two police officers, tells them, hey, I just came from this guy's apartment. He's trying to kill me. He drilled a hole in my fucking head. Can can barely talk because his brain's fucked up. These police officers bring him back to Jeffrey Dahmer's apartment. They get in the apartment. They realize that it smells terrible. In their mind, they're just like, ah, oh, this is a fucking gay guy's apartment. There's nothing weird here. It just fucking smells like they've been doing gay stuff. And they they fucking leave the kid at his apartment. They don't fucking investigate any further. Later on that night, that kid lost his life completely. And was probably eaten by by Jeffrey Dahmer. But anyway, back to back to the shit the piece of shit at hand here. John Wayne Gacy. John Wayne Gacy was actually caught because of a photo development receipt that uh, was found at his home. Uh, his last victim, Rob Peast, had lent his jacket to a coworker. Uh, who slipped the photo receipt in the pocket when she was wearing it. And then right before she, she slipped the, the photo receipt in the pocket, right before she gave it back to Rob, 
uh, as Rob went to go outside to talk to Gacy about a contracting job, and he was never seen it or heard from again. Uh, the receipt was found in Gacy's home, leading to a 10-day investigation that eventually led to the capture and arrest of John Gacy. Uh, John Gacy was, uh, you know, and even still an upstanding member in his Chicago neighborhood. He was a precinct captain. This guy took care of all the things people needed in the neighborhood, making sure they were all taken care of. Meanwhile, he was murdering young men and shoving them under his home. 33 victims spread out across his house. 29, I think, were underneath his house. Yeah, what? Uh, Oftentimes, people would complain about the smell coming from the vents. Of course, uh, it's a bunch of dead people. And I guess he would just live in this. He would just live in this filth, this smell. Uh, the, the, the search for a body actually came from one of the officers. Went to go use the bathroom while they were searching the house. And then the vents cut on. And he was just overcome by this stench of death. And as being a police officer, he knew what death smelled like. And he was like, we got to search this guy's fucking crawl space again. They got a second warrant. They went under there. That's when they found a couple body parts. After that, John was arrested, of course. And, uh, you know, he sat in jail, maintained his innocence. Acted like, uh, you know, he was doing all these things in self-defense, pretty much. And he was at a breaking point. And, uh... Meanwhile, they're finding fucking bodies left and right. They were uh, they were tipped off by Gacy initially because they found out about his sodomy arrest with a young boy years earlier in Waterloo. But they followed it with the uh, photo receipt, and then they fucking slam dunked it with the smell of a dead body. Um, they found chains, handcuffs. A lot of books on pedophilia and uh, homosexuality. And and in, I'm looking at this picture here. They also found a ridiculous, a ridiculously huge dildo. That thing's not fitting in any human person. Uh, I don't get it. But that's what they found in there. Eventually, Gacy drove uh, himself crazy in prison, saying a bunch of crazy, stupid shit, but... They would find body after body after body, and he would just be like, that one, oh, oh that one? Uh, well, let me tell you, that, that guy fucking, I, I woke up and he was holding a knife, so I killed him. So it turns out he was just making us breakfast. Uh, later on, Gacy would kind of concoct this story that he wasn't the only one involved in the murders. Um, 14 years on death row. Upon discovering multiple bodies underneath his house, authorities decided that they would have they would have to completely demolish the home in order to continue the investigation. That's how spread out the bodies were. They were like, we're just going to have to tear this fucking house down. They built a new house on that property and people lived there. How crazy is that? I don't know. I mean, audience, could you live on a property, even if it wasn't even the same house? Could you live on a property that 33 people were buried in? 33 people were not just buried, murdered, assaulted. I don't know if I could do it, to be honest with you. I mean, there's a lot of nice houses here in Vegas. A lot of nice houses that I would love to live in. 
it would probably take somebody being like, yo, man, you can live in this super fucking nice house for free. Here's the catch. A man killed 33 young boys and buried them in the crawl space of the old home that was here. Even then, I would be like, uh, yeah, I'll take it. I would Airbnb it and then just take that money and buy a different house. I don't know if I could do it. I don't know if I could do it. John Wayne Gacy was a complete sadist. This dude would uh, seduce and just kind of charm the pants off of people in order to get what he wanted. Um, he he sir he he was also just like this eclectic individual that just would would find ways to continue this persona throughout prison. And his first time in prison, when he served the eighteen months, he was he became like a chef. He was cooking. He was you know. Doing shit like that. And then in the, the 14 year stint, he actually sold paintings. He actually sold paintings in prison. I don't know what he would paint. He probably painted clowns or some shit. I don't know. But he sold a lot. And he would have these like pen pals and shit. And he would actually like get them to talk on the phone with him. He would pay their bills. Literally like send them checks to be like, hey, you know, I want to keep talking to you. I actually listened to an interview with the guy that he talked to earlier, and that guy was even like, yeah, there was just something about it. Like, you know, halfway through our conversations, I was just, like, enthralled by this man. Um, I see people like that today, and the fact that they're like that turns me off about them immediately. I'm like, wait a minute, hold on. <laughs> wait a second. That'll be enough. That's why I always, you know, I consider myself a charming person, but I also sprinkle a little bit of disrespect in there. Just so you don't think I'm a weirdo. You know, I'll be charming. Someone's like, yo, I need a ride to the airport. I'm like, okay, cool. But uh, I'm going to listen to your your least favorite music the whole way there. You know, just so you don't think I'm completely catering to all your, uh, your wants and desires. I'm just kidding. We don't have to do. We don't have to listen to anything you don't want to listen to. I'm a nice guy. Do you need a bottle of water or maybe some chewing gum? Welcome to my Uber. John Wayne Gacy. What if John Wayne Gacy drove for Uber? That's the craziest thing about it all. What if these fucks were alive today? Do you think that they would commit such heinous crimes? Or do you think that the allowance of, you know, like particular kinks being being on the internet and exposed through pornography and all this other stuff, you think they would just kind of get their nut there and not really care about going out to commit violent crimes? I don't know. I don't know. Maybe the uh, fear of forensics being what it is today, the DNA evidence, the cameras on every house, the you know surveillance at every business, maybe that's what deters them. You got you to gotta think that these people didn't just stop existing. Maybe that the, the circumstances just got better. Meaning, you know, like I said before, there, there's readily available porn on, on the websites now that are like, you know, you can basically look up anything you're into legally and you're done. It's like you have all that necessary, you have all that stuff, those, those resources as one of these sick, demented people. And maybe their de- their sick dementedness doesn't go past them just getting kind of what they're looking for on the internet, and they feel like they don't have to go out and murder for these things anymore. Or it's just like, yeah, I, I want to do that, but I can't do that because I'll definitely be caught, and I don't want to be caught. 
and they know that they'll be caught because it's not a it's not a easy day and time to get away with those kind of things. I don't know, but it's definitely interesting to me. I always look at the reign of these people, Ramirez, Bundy, Gacy, all of these people, Gary Ridgeway, like they got away with so much shit because of the fact that, you know, there wasn't cell phone towers for things to ping off of. DNA evidence was nowhere near what it is today. You know, it's um it's just it's crazy. It's crazy. Those people, you know, you don't see these kind of uh famous serial killers anymore, which is a good thing. I'm not mad about it. I'm, I'm actually feel a lot safer because of it. But, um, man, this sixties and seventies and eighties and even the nineties, man, dark times, dark times where these guys would just kind of pop up and, uh, you know, I don't know. They would just have this crazy reign of, of untouched chaos. Anyway, as we're nearing the end, John Wayne Gacy, last meal, strawberries, a surf and turf, which is fried shrimp, fried chicken, and a Diet Cola. A Diet Cola. Don't call me gay for drinking Diet Cola. Don't call me gay for blowing dudes. I'm not gay. I just like to have a little fun with dudes. Okay? Okay, John. They created this fantasy monster. I mentioned it's been going on. It's not a fantasy. It's a real thing that happened. And we all know you did it. And we all know that's why you're dead. And before you died, you had a last meal. And in that last meal, you decided to eat uh, fried shit. Actual fried shit and uh, strawberries. You had 14 years to figure it out. And that's the conclusion you came to. You're a sick fuck. Ladies and gentlemen, join me next week as we deep into another Serial Killers Last Meal. We'll talk about them. We'll talk about what they're eating. And we'll eat it. I appreciate you. Appreciate your time. Fuck John Wayne Gacy. We'll see you next week.